bring Osama bin Laden to the gates of hell. You fucking mark! We are in control now. <laughs> Bring me back in shackles, hang me long out in the sun, exonerate me, forget about me, just wait and you'll see, wait, and you'll see, fully, completely, here, on the Monday Locker Room, channelattitude.com, hell-bent on revenge, on all the conspirators against me. Rise and praise, and prepare for war. Your law. I cut off your lie on the fire. Oh. Oh, yes. Your law, infidels. It's Monday, and it's been quite a weekend here at HMG with possibly the biggest conspiracy in 22 years to hit the world. And it was all in the making. And we're going to break down and point some fingers today. And then we're going to break it all down as more and more evidence comes rolling in. So wherever you're subscribing, channelattitude.com, patreon.com, slash Hameen Media Group. 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 You're goddamn right, group, group. Uh, we're going to break it all down here today. We'll see if R to the B to the V makes it. And if he doesn't, you can add his list to the conspirers as well because he, again, was with one of someone who's got it out for me, who's had it out for me for many years, and that's those goddamn cheerleaders, the spirit squad as well. So everybody's under the microscope here today after I don't even want to call it a loss in Kabul skill, that moron Garrett Holiday. We're gonna we're gonna break it down. We're gonna name we're gonna name some names here today. But hopefully you guys uh, didn't have everybody working against you this weekend, and you had a great weekend all the way around. There was no premium live events, so maybe you actually got to live your life and uh, enjoy a little bit or melt in the summer sun. But y'all, uh, here we are, Ben Hameen YouTube channel live, twitch.tv slash Hameen Media, and as always, exclusively channelattitude.com, where the real HMG unit soldiers hang out, man. So. We're going to be doing it today. We'll see if we get the run in here. I'll give him another five minutes and then even send the link to my man, the vet, in case he can do the run in to save. But RVB told me yesterday he'd be here. So like I said, another conspiracy to try and make me look like a fool. But I won't be made to look the fool because I am the master and ruler. Of, oh, sorry, Sid. Because I am Ayatollah Telaye bin Hameen, infidels. Benny two belts now. And we'll see as I... Move along back to uh, the sap sucking more on wildfire Ontario, Canada next weekend uh, on Sunday to face uh, the former autism champion, Rob the Rage, a uh, big muscle dummy in himself. I'm sure you've seen him on a lot of dark side of the rings playing Hogan or playing Legion of Doom. So that's the test they've put ahead of me as well. And I wouldn't doubt that Chris LaPlante, that moron sap sucking promoter is also in touch with the uh, idiot from New York, Mike King and his ball shaving idiot twin moron sons that they're all in on it together, that there's a greater 
global international conspiracy against HMG right now, and I wouldn't doubt Russo brand. So we're going to uncover it all. But uh, y'all, I see everybody's in the in the house filling up the chat room. Uh, veterans, veteran wrestlers, uh, hardcore HMG unit soldiers uh, all in the house. Good to see you this morning. I see the vets in there as well. I might as well just send the link over to him because uh, RBV and not even see what I sent. So he was uh, putting on a shelf and get under man get undermined by sending me uh, him with mondo and mondo thinks he's funny because he's got a beard and a bald head now so that's his little rib on me to like oh i'll be this i'll be the shake i'm uh, no you're not no you're not cheerleader you're not me and you could never be me even though you want don't you want to be me but you're not me so y'all uh, man it, it's it's been a frustrating week to weekend to say the the least uh I don't mind if I was outclassed uh, in one way or another, but uh, to have the con- to be in the middle of the conspiracy, to have it revolve around you, it's uh, it's too much. And that uh, I'm going to crack this case, and there's no nanothermite proof. Oh boy, look out! Look out for that one. That's what I'm saying. That, that's the call from Muhammad. He knows what's going down here at HMG. So uh, let's just get to a little piece of uh, of proof right here. I mean. I'm not to say I, I'm not the one to point fingers and say, "Hey, I won't do what it takes. I'll do whatever it takes to win." Right, and that's fine because that's what I do. But uh, for all those else involved, all I wanted was a little kiss, and boom, giant Boston cream donut to the face, instant blindness. From who's that? Oh yeah, Kayla Sparks, the blocking temptress of them all. Bing, right there in the face. And then, oh, but let's not forget, who who's this over here? Oh, is that Don Stevens? No, that's referee sideburns. Look at him reacting like he's like, oh, look how surprised I am that I'm not into it. Then look at Garrett Holiday in position, moves out of the way, knows it's coming, knows I'm going to fall. They're all in on it. Look at the crowd cheering. They're all in on it. They're all in on it. And I'm going to break it all down on Patreon. I've got actual evidence, physical evidence that can be exhibit, exhibit A, just like we saw in SmackDown, but I'll actually have an exhibit B, unlike SmackDown. And uh, you you infidels are going to see on Patreon, but this will not stand. And she came in, her breasts were all, her, her breasts were all plumped up. She had them out there to distract me as well. She knew exactly what she was doing. The entire time, and it doesn't matter if it's Mike King, the idiot shave my balls twins, that moron. Oh, let's not forget about where where do where do cream pie donuts come from? Where do they come from? Look at that freeze frame right there. Where do they come from? They come from dipping donuts. That's where they come from. Especially when you're getting a 12 by 12 cream pie donut to the face. Who else is capable of supplying that type of ammunition? There's only one man. There's only one man. And that's Dimitri Zordos of Dippin' Donuts. So this is a multi-layer. And where's Blaze Haram? Not trying to say I doubt you, Blaze, but plenty of Al-Qaeda brothers have been paid off to turn against and take that CIA money. And also there was a priest at ringside looking for uh, children to groom as well. I had to have him thrown out of there, thrown right out of there as well. We're going to break all that down on Patreon. But when what does it take to beat Bin Hamin? It takes at least seven to 12 people conspiring 
to beat Ben Hameen. And even then, sometimes they can't pull it off. But every one of these people will feel the revenge of Ayatollah Telayi, Ben Hameen. This will not sit. There will be suspensions. There may be executions. There may be assassinations. And I'm telling you right now, don't ever fluff your breasts up again to try and distract me because I won't fall for it twice. I won't. I'm not going to have it. I won't stand for it. And there's only one man I can really trust today who was going to be there. That was only one man that I was like, if he was there, none of this would have happened because he would have smartened me up. And that's the extreme soldier himself. <sighs> Straight from the jungle, the vet is here. Vet! Looks like they uh, got you in a goddamn turkey shoot. They got me in a goddamn turkey shoot. Back into the left. Back into the left, baby. Back into the left. Into my the goodness. Left. Yeah, you're right. This never would have gone down on my watch. Unfortunately, I had to maintain the West Coast installation, the compound, and uh, I was unable to happened? be there. Who knows what happened if you weren't there? They might have taken over that side, too. That's true. That's true. That. They've got people everywhere. It's a goddamn conspiracy. You know, we got to uh, hook up with Bad Luck Folly. I think he knows a thing or two about conspiracies. I think so, too. I think so, too. And then and then uh, also for RBV to be like, Sheik, I'll be there. I can't wait to hang in with your buddy. And, and uh, hey, it's because of Hameen Media Group that we get all of these great, uh, you know, opportunities together to, to form a family and form a union together. And then, boom, there it is. Uh, not here, and and who's he posing with? One of my greatest enemies of all time. Uh, obviously, I've beaten them because it's easy for me to beat the shit out of cheerleaders. Mocking me. Oh, Mocking me, Mike Mondo, with a beard and bald head, That's trying to be mini-chic, and RBV just falling right in line with that. Th this goes statewide, and like I said, it may be international with these morons in Canada. This could This could have been plotted and planned for months against me and we need to follow the money trail and i looked in my envelope and it was exactly the same so there was no extra money in there to follow so. i hope that <laughs> i hope that rbv's celebration drink of choice is a sparkling cider for his sake yeah that son of a bitch uh, with some uh, anthrax mixed in at this point i don't trust i can't trust him i can't trust anyone vet and that's no slight on you i just uh well you know I, I always adv I always advise I always advise people. Can you trust me? Yes. Should you trust me? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And uh, and referee sideburns. He's definitely on the target list because I just know that something was afoot there for sure. Especially when he's doing the Don Stevens sell. Maybe Don Stevens is in on it. That maybe this goes even. We can't to that rule level. anyone out. We can't rule that, anyone out. I, it, I it's gonna make it's gonna make an awkward raw viewing party tonight. I think for you, Cyberts. Just shit. I'm not even gonna look at the TV. I'm just gonna <laughs> stare directly at him for three hours. That's, that's still gonna be a better show, but uh, yeah, yeah. you know, no doubt. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely, man. So I, I mean, I, I, they're all proud about it. That's the worst thing. They're not even that's trying to cover it up. Disgusting. You know. They're not even trying to cover it up. So, uh, and one, I'll even show one more piece. Yeah, if you want to see uh, some damning evidence, just to show you how, how they really feel about it, they don't have any remorse. They don't have any remorse whatsoever. So here, here we are. About to take the uh, skull-crushing finale, whatever the frig it is there, and look who's here. Look, oh, she's overjoyed of herself. Oh, yeah. She's overjoyed. She can't get enough. Uh, look at, I told you they were pushed up. Look at them. 
Yeah. They're pushed right up. And then afterwards, oh, look at me with Boston cream pie blindness, which I, I think I've actually lost permanent vision in, in one of my eyes, Vet, as well. And look at her. Oh, no. She couldn't be happier about it. Even easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. That's what she's oh, trying goodness. to do right there. Even a wind in her hair inside of a sauna. And there's me. You know, that's. Oh. It's outrageous. This is not outrageous. Happy. I'm not happy at all. So you go, you infidels know you're marked for death. I hope you know that, morons. Uh, that's just how it, it it had to shake out. You took your shot. You hit your shot, and now prepare for the repercussions. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, morons. And maybe your reactor might just melt down. So because I've had a meltdown here today. I didn't want to see any wives yesterday. I was locked away in the bunker, punching the wall all day long, bloody knuckles, uh, you know, just letting the dogs of war bite me so I could feel more pain. Uh, that's that's where I'm at right now. Vet. And tonight I'm going to increase the level of pain with three hours of Monday Night Raw. Well, that's the only way we can get stronger is uh, yeah. to yeah. endure these hardships and iron sharpening iron, or in this case, a dull a uh, spoon sharpening iron. Yes. It sounds like. I'll tell you what, too. Another conspiracy, even though it really worked in my favor, I think, a little bit for a while because it was just like home in Riyadh. Uh, but uh, at the Kabul skill uh, fairgrounds in this uh, barn that they redid, they did all tongue and groove pine down the whole side, 100 yards of it in this barn and all the way around. It was pretty much wrestling inside of a sauna. Exactly. Maybe you're like, oh, and everybody get in this sauna and wrestle. So I had the advantage uh, when it comes to sweating. I sweat through uh, four head gimmicks and two T-shirts that night completely. Four segments on one show. How about that? No extra payday there either. Hmm. That shorting money and in, hmm. in four segments on one show, Vat. Come on. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds I'm not going to stand for this disrespect anyway. <laughs> yes. No, yes, they're all it. jealous. They're all jealous of me. They're all jealous against my beard. It was a coup d'etat, you know, absolutely, Frank. And I see the HMG. Uh, apparently, the, the HMG jury is saying they're all on my side. But could that could they be in on it, too, when they're just doing right. it? Right. When face? push comes to shove in a, in a tribunal situation, are they going to back up their words here in the comments? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You're goddamn right. I ordered the code red. That's what I say. Do you think You're we can get? Uh, right do we think we can get a re a review of that uh, barn on Stevie Richards' YouTube channel? <laughs> See how that works I as a as a as a sauna. He would love it in there. He would love it in there. To be honest with you, I, I actually told I put I'm telling on his uh, on his latest uh, Instagram. Uh, um, I don't know if it was a story or post because he's over there doing, oh, it's assisted. He'll say it was assisted with, with resistance yeah. bands and he's doing pull-ups. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, ah, I mm -hmm. probably shouldn't do that one on a, uh, you know, unfused spine. Yeah. Stop doing those. Stop it. Yeah. It's, and, and that might be him just posting that he might be in on it, knowing that they've already done all this physical stuff to me. And now he's the, doing the psyop mental game to try and break me. Is, as well. Yes. Is this, is this the distraction? Like Stevie's like, okay, I'll post this and then Ben will get worried. He won't yep. see the pie coming. Mm -hmm. Is this all, you know, the more you talk about it, um, the more I'm convinced. It all, if, if it all wasn't one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven, you know, 
if it wasn't that, if it wasn't all the players playing their little part, maybe not. But already it's starting to take shape of who had what little, uh, you know, piece of the pie before I got hit in the face with the big Boston cream donut. I had that. I had donut in my nose for two days. I had donut in my nose. Did you have to get it surgically removed? No, or? but I just I just kept blowing my nose and chocolate and cream kept coming out. Oh. Did you try inhaling? Maybe at least reap some of the benefits of the delicious assault. It was deliciously blinding, I gotta admit that. Because but if you ever get hit in the face with a giant Boston cream pie donut, there is no vision after that. There you're just blinded. And uh, I need to go to uh, the Saudi optometrist to uh, get my vision checked now because I think, uh, you know, I could easily get a workman's compensation uh, lawsuit going against Immortal Championship Wrestling. Also, Immortal Championship Wrestling booking a brand new arena, the Nexus Arena in Utica for August 12th, bringing in Enzo Amore, bringing in uh, Cheeseburger, (laughs) bringing in Teddy Long, bringing mm-hmm. in Fandango, of course, and these guys might be wanting on it because who's the top guy at Immortal? Ben Hameen. And can any of those guys share spotlight? No, they can't. No, so, again, want to push me right out at the biggest building, and it's going to be an eye pay-per-view. So they think that's going to let me. There might not, yes, that might be the best place for me to retaliate and strike back, Vet, because I think if anybody's in on it, Fandango probably is. You know, as he wanted his title back as well. And he, I know he didn't want to face me. Bill Collier, big Bill Collier canceled because he didn't want to face me. Oh, I'm big like Sid. No, but guess what? That doesn't mean anything to me. Taking down big buildings is exactly what I do best. And he knew that. So he chicken shitted out. The, why isn't Bill Collier signed? Because he's too chicken shit to face Ben Hameen. Why else? Uh, oh, uh, I have to face Garrett Holiday because Rich Holiday claims that he had cancer Mm. Mm -hmm. former likely story and now he's back and he did six matches in four days that he's bragging about so i have to face he roman reigns right exactly like we've seen that story before rich holiday another immortal champion too scared to face ben hameen ggp i expected just because i would expect him to do it because i know what he can do has the king's ransom briefcase and didn't run in i was expecting him to try and cash in on me but he didn't so i ggp is about the only one in this whole thing who's free and clear of everything hmm. then uh who else was on that list uh i'm sure i'll probably try and get a rematch at the next show and guess what i'll end up having to do yeah. Oh, it's going to be a tag team match, playa. Yeah, I was going to say. Yep. Yeah. You They're better all, have somebody you can trust. Was with Teddy Long around, yeah. Yep, exactly, exactly. And he probably saw me beat Tracy Smothers in a dance-off, and he's mad about that, too, because he wants to outdance me, and he can't outdance me. So, right. and then Fandango, probably the same thing as well. You know, uh, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't stop. Uh, and who's been involved in on this? And uh, and I'm going to follow the money trail. And if there's money missing from the pre-sale tickets that went to Ukraine, somebody's going to answer for it. Somebody's going to answer for it. So in Utica, uh, August 12th, prepare for him. Infidels, I'm going to have so much for you. Don't I can't wait for you to start your cars. I can't wait for you to look in your bag after your match. Go, what's that smell? Oh, it's coming for all of you morons. 
Ah, yes. Might poison the water at Dippin' Donuts. We'll see. Yeah, there's, it's endless now. I mean, they opened Pandora's box. It's not going to be able to be closed yet. So two belts. Two belts remain. And then there were two. Uh, not, I'm not happy, Vet. Well, if um, if indeed this does become a tag team match, then at least those belts would probably be safe, right? Those are singles championships, so at least yeah. in that sense, like if they're going to... I, I uh, wouldn't say that because also in that, Adam Stone, owner of 16 Stone Brewery, uh, sponsor and moron who thinks he can hang with the big dogs with his tag team partner was also out there celebrating and earlier in the night faced Blaze Haram. So they're in on it too when it comes to the tag team stuff. So don't think that the tag team belts are protected from the conspiracy against them. I think they're going to try and take on everything and anything from them. And that could be, how about these guys? If the outrunners, I don't trust them at all. Oh, Anybody who rides one of those stand-up jet skis, I don't trust them. And then also you've got uh, Wrecking Ball Ligurski and Brad J from NWA. Uh, the the Americant Fixers also have their eye on the prize. So mm. it's from all angles. I'm not I'm not even sleeping with one eye open. I'm not sleeping. That's just how it is. We're gonna take uh, all the methamphetamines we can and stay awake for as many days as possible. Yeah. Well, if you I were do. sleeping with one eye open, that would be because of the donut, right? So possibly yeah i probably still got something in there some sugar rot inside my can you get sugar rot in your ocular cavity i think anything can rot if it's left long enough okay well then that's what i'm going to claim on the workman's comp form uh that i'm sorry i'm i'm tuned up this morning i i haven't slept in two days i'm with it I, i i like this uh I'm just glad I can uh, to help out uh, wherever I can. Uh, you know, I've, I'm not involved in the conspiracy. I'm far too isolated yeah. and secretive uh, for anybody to even get in touch with me to try to turn me against you. They wouldn't know where to start looking. So uh, in that sense, uh, you can count on me, brother. I would I would look and see where they're trying to isolate you. That you know what I mean. Some things might be in your purview that way. Be like, hmm, this now this makes a little more sense of why this happened. Yeah, so, there's no chance. There's it's it goes beyond trying to triangulate my location. They would have to pentagulate and dodecahedralate, and they'll just never mm-hmm, be able to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> oh. And now I have to talk about SmackDown with Stevie, which also had me super pissed off on <laughs> Friday with the tribal whatever it was supposed to be. Oh, I knew that was going to get you hot because you've been talking oh. about ideas about this for so long and we got 0% of anything shit. even resembling. Uh, it, it's like, well, it's it's almost as if the WWE concentrates more on coming up with a cute little catchphrase or slogan for their episodes and then nothing on the episode. It's almost like that. You can call something some uh, like a snazzy name like a a tri- uh, you know, a tribal trial or whatever stupid shit that they come up with, but yeah. it seems like that's as far as the creativity goes is that one little slogan. And it's not like it's selling any t-shirts. I survived the trial of uh, Roman Reigns like well, Maybe I would buy that one. With the yeah, give it a week. On. Give it a week, yeah. and we check, and then, then check wwshop.com and see, and then check in six months when they're being clearanced out. Right, and I, that's usually when I do check <laughs> for four ninety nine. Cough button. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, man, and I'll break all that down on Russo brand side with Big Stevie Cool, but yeah, I knew you would uh, you would put that over too, man, because I just sat there for forty minutes in that opening, going, "What a f- not just a waste of fucking time, but what a missed opportunity to do." We make movies, pal, and what got done in forty minutes, I could have done in three five minute segments and made it incredibly captivating and gone throughout the show where you wouldn't have missed the chapters one, two, and three. Yeah. You know, so it was just, uh, just here's 40 minutes of just complete trash. And now the rest of the show and you're just like, Oh, okay. This could, this could be the biggest blunder or waste of time or shittiest segment or whatever you want to call it that the, this whole thing has had since three years ago. I would agree with that by far. Yeah. Everything should be keep building up that mountain. And this was, this was nothing. This could have been on any indie show. uh, And and no shade to the guys. It was whoever decided to direct them in this manner to do this. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. If you saw it, you saw it. If you didn't see it, you'll hear Ben and Stevie talk about it in detail, which I'm sure they will. Um, but there's so many misses on this. Uh, I just, I'm just never a fan of like the, you know, when they try to get you, I'm just never a fan of when you just go way out of your way to do stuff you don't need to do. You know what I mean? You don't need to cry. You don't need to take a knee, whatever. It's just like all that stuff is not necessary. If that's where you're going with it, if what you're, if where you're going with it is just hitting the balls, like just get to that. You know, like we don't have to put us through all this shit that nobody in their right mind would ever do in front of uh, a crowd of people. Even if it was just in an isolated room, they would never go through all that pretending to cry and shit. It's well, the worst, the, the, like not only was that 40 minutes just awful uh, of what it could have been, that's really the missed opportunity. I mean, usually I say they get 10% value. That wasn't even 2% value on that. And then the killer was, and and we had some hardcore HMG, uh, you know, minds in the watch along of the SmackDown Live self help group, group on Friday at twitch.tv slash Hami Media, and the Usos leave in an ambulance, and one's effed up, and then you're like, all right, there's time left. He's gonna come in, uh, Austin finish in the ambulance, right? Instead, Michael Cole goes, Jay Usos back in the arena. Oh, okay. Instead of waiting until uh, Tribal Chief and Solo and, and uh, Heyman get in the SUV and have the fucking ambulance come in and ram it into the fucking side in a show-don't-tell big action car crash at the end. Instead, Michael Cole just lets us know he's back from the hospital. Oh, fucking great, everybody. Absolute yeah. trash on that show this week, dude. Uh, they were only in Madison Square Garden, so who cares? Yeah, who gives shit. a fuck? It wasn't that important. Yeah, fuck <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, but like I said, we'll get into detail with that with Big Stevie Cool. Or maybe if I don't feel that he's cleared and he is part of the PSYOP, I'll just stare at him for the entire show and let him do it. Fair enough. Uh, and Stevie also sent me fit resistance bands, smart bands, uh, that hook into your phone app and it's like a whole records everything workout had a great workout with them on Tuesday last week the next three days my entire left arm from right here all the way up to the bottom of my bicep I could not undo my arm past that I kept having to bend my arm to do it so 
in the guise of a great workout was a uh, oh, tendon see. tear and injury and yeah. was that part of their plan to slow me down yeah, too and he, stevie was in on it he gave you the covert tendonitis workout instead yes. of the actual muscles which you're supposed to be working out that's what I i'm see. saying dude only that's an expert like Stevie Richards could pull something like that off. That's exactly what I'm thinking, too. He's going to know where it looks like it is, but it's not. Keeps you guessing. Mm-hmm. It's They'll let him perform enough so he can't take him off the show. We know he's stubborn and he'll power through it and want to perform. And then that's when we strike. So uh, he's far from being cleared on this whole thing. And who else would know better than a conspiracy horseman on how to get to me? That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah, and Media M5 is correct here in the chat. He also fucked Raven over, you know, when he turned on Raven. Mm. So uh, that's it. Scott Woodford uh, actually taking some of the blame here. I don't know. That seems like a Trojan horse to try and misdirect me as well to look. No, over but no, but, but uh scott woodford we have photographic evidence of scott woodford with none other than moose which we all know is a which moose absolutely is one of the original conspirers because i paid him off to take out to take out everybody and then he turned on me after taking my money and speared me as well that's a great piece of evidence that we're gonna need that so scott woodford yeah take him at his word take him at his word when he says it was his fault It's that, you know, hiding in plain sight, I think. It's Yep, yep. And I like that, too. PSYOP Richards we got uh, in there. And uh, it's just too much. I'm going to have to get I'm going to have to get the big board and the yarn out and uh, and everything and how it, and how it all goes. We got a or lot you of could get it or you could get the vibe board, which uh, apparently is very good for those types of things, breaking yep. things down and Maybe drawing on CD- it. And- break down his own conspiracy and expose himself <laughs> maybe that's where uh, we'll, we'll need to go so i like it <sighs> a lot man. to think about a lot to think yep. about yep. my stomach hurts thinking about it already man and then who i'm gonna destroy first side that referee sideburns is definitely up there something bad's coming for him in the next 24 hours big time big time uh but y'all uh, infidels we're back to read the sheets and break it down um i do want to take a moment though uh he had put this out there and i'm sure conspiracy or not not a conspiracy you know uh not to kick off on more sour notes here but this is this is the real life uh mondo did go out to ohio to wrestle a young uh great prodigy carson drake uh rbv's uh one rbv's favorite talents that he's worked with out there and uh just you know has all the charisma, all the heel stuff, good looking MJF blonde, you know, type type worker. Uh, but his mom passed away tragically in a car accident like a couple days before, I think like in the middle or early part of last week too, man. And um, I mean, that's how fast life can be, be gone, you know, and uh, just send him a message on behalf of all of HMG and, and reaching out. I'm, I'm sure when you're in, I've been in that going just past July 4th here. Uh, it was the 11th anniversary of losing my best friend Hooch. And, and before that, uh, Big Bill. And uh, I've lost plenty of people way too young, and, and it can end that quick, man. But, um, you know, that, that that was a tough one. Not that a wrestling match or anything like that matters. It's just how fast 
life moves and how fragile it is when you think you're protected from everything. And, um, and just uh, wanted to send Carson Drake uh, all of uh, our condolences and sympathy uh, on his loss that way. And then, you know, the show must go on, I guess, is what it comes to. So hopefully uh, in his performance, uh, sometimes I feel like I, I do that when i am got something big going, uh, a moment happening with somebody. I always try and think of my buddy Hooch, be like, because he was my wrestling bro for, <laughs> you know, six years. We know we watched every Nitro, every Raw there fucking was, every bit of ECW and went to all the shows together and he was gone like that. So I try and take a moment before I go through the curtain to be like, this one's for us, buddy, you know, because he really only got to see me do comedy, never got to see me get to this level uh, in wrestling. So I try and carry a, a bit of that through. And I feel like it helps my performance because I have to hold myself to a standard, not just for me, you know, and I think Carson Drake will probably do a lot of that uh, in memory of his mother here, uh, you know, for years to come. So very tough scenario, man. Very, very tough. And if you're going through something like that, wrestler or not, or anything along those lines, uh, condolences and empathy to you as well, man, because that, that shit, uh, going through every July 4th, yeah, almost now when I hear fireworks, it's like, let me try and turn off my emotions. Cause it's just that constant reminder, you know, but I guess I could spin that as celebration of the big guy's life as well. But, uh, but y'all, uh, man, tough situation out there. Yeah. Um, for anybody that's going through stuff, because we all are, um, just remember that, you know, when something like a, a tragedy or something like that happens, that um, there aren't any wrong choices. We don't have like a playbook for grief. So some people think, you know, they don't want to deal with whatever they have going on or, or stuff that's, you know, scheduled or whatever, and they want to pull out of that. That's that's fine if you don't want to be a part of it, if you've got other things on your mind. If you want to go through with the things that you have planned, that's okay too. Like Those choices are not wrong or right. You have to do what you feel like is important in the moment. And don't worry about what everybody else thinks. Think about yourself and the people close to you at, at that time. Uh, so, you know, um, that's what I would say about that. Yeah. And I know we got HMG uh, members in the chat right now who are going through their own health uh, issues and, and, and pushing. And just know that uh, there are, uh, you know, whether it's in our own group, group. or wherever, man, we're, we're thinking about you. I want you to be the, the best and most healthy you can. And even my business partner, uh, former owner of uh, 2CW, Josh, uh, you know, and now uh, my cannabis uh, biz partner along with his brother, Jason. But uh, Josh went through it for two years, man. And I uh, was on the liver transplant list and uh, I was going to be his donor. And not a lot of people don't even know that. I'm not saying that for my own edification. I'm saying that the fact that he's lost 200 pounds, uh, still working hard to, to get the weight down even more, no liquor. And now he's off of the liver transplant list, which usually once you're on a transplant list to be pulled from it is a very rare, rare thing. So huge win there for me, man, uh, or not me for him, for him and, and for everybody who cares about him so much, I guess for me, cause I don't have to get sliced open and have my liver cut in half. <laughs> Do you know the liver regenerates fully of uh, that? Uh, no, they, I, they I can know. take they can, it's that's the only thing that we're like uh what an amphibian you cut a leg off it'll grow back uh that uh 
you can take up to 70% of, uh, I think 65 to 70% of a liver to transplant and the, the person they're taking it from, it'll grow back within a year, I think. Oh, that's uh, amazing. No other organs, but that's a, that's just, a, that's a weird fucking thing. Um, so, you know, if you're going through that type of stuff, man, uh, when it might be a long road, but, but stay the course. It took him two years to, I mean, he was in the hospital for almost a year, multiple surgeries, even more surgeries. I had to repair some stuff, but, uh, far better, uh, outlook and lease on life. Plus he got the fuck out of pro wrestling. So that probably helped a lot too. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, sure. but uh but i know uh that we got a couple people out there uh who are going through that uh i don't want to have to out oh, your business and whatnot but we're all thinking about you but stay on that course man it, it's a long road and but you can kick out and get yourself better it might take two years but uh we're here to say you can do it so that do you have anybody conspire against you and take your belts this weekend mm, let me think no i don't think so i no, think well, uh, good for you buddy yeah yeah, worked out. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think there was much going on here, but there is uh, some news on the sheets. Nothing too real, really, really heavy, man. So it was kind of a quiet week, which usually means that in the following weeks, <laughs> somebody's going to do something really stupid, <laughs> you know? So uh, yeah. that's. Uh, hey, you know, I could use uh, a quiet week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah people were asking uh if uh, i don't know if this is the guy at the show a nice white beard flag uh i gotta believe that that is uh oh the, the gotcha Jolly roger yeah gotcha because some somebody was fans in the house yeah <laughs> well somebody had asked me does hameen have uh his flag for sale uh <laughs> i was like you know i only have the the one there but you can buy it for a thousand dollars if you really want it uh you know <laughs> it's been that that flag has been through every war pretty much right like it's it's hit everybody so it's got value i got if not i also have uh old flag poles that i've saved that i hit hacksaw jim duggan with if you guys want to buy those they'll be cheaper price uh but, is that is that but, the flag still the same one from back the, when the, well when i was with ali and, and khalil we i had the iranian flag which i have the iranian iraq flag still okay okay yeah okay. but the the hami and isis flag didn't come until uh whenever isis and isil popped up in 2013 14 and uh and, and since then everyone okay. has been hit with is that one yeah, that, that, um, that, fl that flag cost me the fucking title, Ben. Don't think I <laughs> Well, not the title, the envelope. <laughs> the, the, the gold headdress. We just took that from you? Like, is that what we would have done? That would have been it. Well, yeah. It was Rip's envelope, right? That's what we got. Uh, you got tuition in DCW if you were the champs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, was a complete lie. So good rib all the way around. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You're still paying. Yeah, uh exactly. medium fizes replicate the flag on a shirt, man. It is. That's the main Ben Hameen shirt. It just doesn't have infidel crusher and broken uh <clears throat> actually it does have infidel crusher on there. So oh. you can get that at prowrestlingtees.com slash Ben Hameen. Uh, and somebody else who's trying to crush infidels, uh, one of my uh, brothers, Middle Eastern brothers, Tony Khan. You might have heard of him. Uh, he's slowly chipping away at having a former WWE star wrestle for him. Uh, as previously noted, former WWE and Ring of Honor star Chris Hero, known as WWE as Cassius Ono, has been working as a producer in AWROH when a fan on Twitter proposed that the idea of Hero being a part of the 2023 Blood and Guts match, uh, AEW president Tony Khan stated, I'm chipping away at him. 
Uh, Khan also said the following. Uh, I can't say for sure if I'll ever get him, but I'll keep chipping away at him on a weekly basis, and hopefully someday he'll crack. Either way, I love working with him. Uh, man, uh, you know, he's uh, a great, great worker, Chris Hero. There's no doubt about that. I've been lucky to watch and see him do some. Uh, he had a really great match with Colin Delaney, I remember, at the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, and he's got his own Wu-Tang shirt, so we were doing Wu-Tang battle at the uh, merch table as well, spitting lyrics back and forth at each other. Uh, and uh, I've never worked Chris Hero, but been on plenty of shows with him. I thought what a major miss by WWE and, and NXT to not have him and Cesaro come together. Is What were they, the Kings of Chicago? Is that what they were or something like that? Kings of Wrestling, Kings, Kings of, of wrestling. wrestling, one of those yeah. you know, sort of things. And, and you know, uh, I'm nobody to body shame anybody when it comes to – you know, fat guts and gyno, right. but fucking that, that, uh, was kind of the frustrating thing because this guy was, uh, an independent, I mean, pun intended hero, one of the best workers and uh, best guys you could book for your indie shows. And then they finally get the shot and get up there and he kind of doesn't want to do the program. You know, you're paid to work out and paid to eat right. And you've worked your whole life to get here. And he had great matches in NXT but never would get in shape, stayed in Eddie Kingston. In fact, got in worse shape than he ever really was on the Indies when he was signed. And mm -hmm. that was not frustrating, but a lot of us were like, fuck yeah, Chris Hero, one of the good guys is going to get his shot. And then doesn't really go full bore balls to the wall with it. I don't think he's the kind of guy who gets scared of, of opportunity and self-sabotages, but he maybe he made it and then got burnt out while he was there. I'm not sure on that one, man. But a, a great talent that WWE never really got a chance to, you know, get get max value or money or notoriety out of. And him and Claudio kind of needed each other, I think, in order to get over. And neither of them did. I'm not sure exactly what I mean. So Chris Hero showed up at I think he showed up at OVW like right after I yeah, left. Yep. They both and came that's there. when some Ring of Honor guys, yeah, like that came in and yeah. they got um, signed right after that, both of them. Yeah. And so uh I, I don't really I wasn't around him there. I didn't get the vibe. Everybody seemed to like him okay. Um they I, I, there's a funny story that I, it's not my story to tell because I, you know, not, not because it's anything bad or anything, but just because I don't know all the particulars. So I don't want to retell somebody else's story, but it was just right. something to the effect of like him putting together a match with, um, oh, what's the guy's name that was like, what was his name in WWE? It was like Kalen Croft or something. Um, oh, uh, you're, it was uh, fucking. The other dude buster that's yeah, not yeah, Trent. That's, uh, yeah. uh, this fucking uh, I just Chris like, Cage. Chris, Chris Cage. Cage. Yeah, yeah. Why is that so hard? Remember? Another Cage. So, so well, yeah. There's too many damn Chris Cages in wrestling, too. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but yeah. There's this one. Yeah. So he was like, you know, Hero was back there, like laying out a match, like, and I'm gonna do this and this, and then Chris Cage is just sitting there, like, with his little cup of, with his chew yeah. and everything, listening to him, going, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then they go out there and then he's just like, you know, he does whatever, like they don't do any of that. And then Chris here comes back through the thing. He's like, what happened out there? <laughs> just like, so that was, but, that was a good ass match though. I remember the match you're talking about. So yeah. 
But so it may have been worse if Chris Hero had gotten to do all the stuff he wanted to do. So he right. always, so that was the impression I got, you know, um, and from seeing him, it seemed like he always wanted to do a lot. I don't know at what point he started to like really, you know, pack on the pounds, yeah. but it, it wasn't just that. Like he, cause he's not, he, he never got fat enough to be like the fat guy like a King Kong Bundy or like a Bronson Reed today. He just right. was like a tall guy that was extra fat, but still like not really that fat. So it just doesn't look good on his frame. And he had this, but, but besides all that, he had this stupid gimmick that I don't know if they gave it to him or if he had any part of it, but Cassius Ono, which is uh, the worst fucking it, just yeah. so you could have the initials ko which is exactly what they did with uh you know like an arguably much better talent kevin owens when he showed up they were like well we'll give him the ko initials because this ain't working so but but that was that that's again look talking back to what we were saying about the bloodline that's the extent of their creativity right. oh his initials are ko and he's a knockout artist and then he comes in and does like a bunch of chain wrestling and european shit all right whatever it doesn't they don't we don't have to make sense in wrestling that's fine um but yeah it just never really i that's one of those situations where the office will see a guy like that judge him purely on his appearance and then weigh out the rest of the attributes like i thought i thought you know he'd be smart enough to be like i when i first saw him dough up like that i was like because i've I always struggle with it too but i was like shit man maybe he's being smart and putting weight on so we can see the transformation of him to uh you know, I thought that was what it was going to be. Like, Claudio's like, what are you doing? We worked our ass off to get here, and you look like shit. You're getting in shape now. We're going to get some climate change, B12, and six months from now, we're going to rock the, and, and show the, the transformation. But it just kind of seemed like he got he lost a little and then ballooned up and, and, and went back to kind of put it on coast. You know what I mean? On, on autopilot. I don't know. I just, maybe, maybe he's one of those guys that they just, somebody, somebody signs him. Cause you know, like regal seasons like, Oh yes, we must sign, you know, Chris hero, of course. And then he gets mm -hmm. there and then other people that had nothing to do with that are like, well, isn't this guy just like, a pretty tall for a bass player in a garage band. Like maybe they just don't see <laughs> the right. value on, and plus he's fat so it's like okay well i i really don't want to do anything with this guy and if he's anything like that story with chris cage then i can see how he would annoy people right. in the office and right. those are the kind of things where when you when you ask the questions like whatever happened to that guy like through whether it's you know right or wrong or through a fault of their own or not or a combination of a bunch of things it just doesn't work out in that environment so he seems to have a really good mind for the business and maybe his talents are being uh, put to good use where he can still like help people out and sort of vicariously live out his ideas without actually having to go through the, you know, the toil of being on the road and everything like that. Uh, that's good for him. If Tony Khan is chipping something? away at him, maybe he, hopefully he's chipping away at that fat stomach too. Like, I don't know. Yeah, hopefully he's not chips ahoying away at him. Like I'll give you yeah. the you wrestle. Uh, how about this? Instead of the dude busters, what if we had the gut busters and we got them a, a personal fitness coach and they got Eddie Kingston and Chris hero into incredible shape. Like imagine that, like you, you, every meal prep, there's nothing else. You make them disciplined for eight months and you, and then you bring them back and they they both look awesome. 
Well, then you got to prepare for the uh, online brigade of people that are talking about body shaming and all this other stuff. And why would they push this on these people? Even though it's a positive thing, but you know how nobody can just not say something. Everybody's got to say something. Everybody's got to have their take on it. Do those guys want to be just, you know, put in the spotlight as fat slobs, even though we all kind of know it's just like an unspoken or well-spoken secret of, you know, look, Eddie Kingston has a fat stomach. Chris Hero has a fat stomach. They don't like to talk about it they're a little sensitive about their fat stomach right. they don't bring it up in every interview sure. you know i know eddie kingston says he he had some ice cream the other day that was his kind of like you know clap back at some of the people that talk about him and everything which is funny uh but i don't know how chris feels about it he never really mentioned being fat in any of the time i've seen him so uh it's probably something that gets on his nerves a little bit i, I don't right. know man but let somebody else he, do it let, let somebody else call him out if we're the if we're the gut busters, you could do it either way. <laughs> it's either to lose 20 pounds or put on who can put on 20 more pounds first. How about getting fatter and having, you know, it'd be comedy, obviously, but, you know, at least you could troll the trolls with it to some degree. You know what I mean? And it would get over. I'd blow them up uh, with with making them do food challenges or every week they have to have weigh-ins to see who can put on 20 pounds first and then lose 30 pounds first, you know? <laughs> like, you know, get, get them both out there at the track and uh, Kingston's got to run a mile while smoking cigarettes or something. You know, well, I'm sure that's something he'd be Well, besides, besides, besides uh, all the other inherent issues with that idea, uh, it's a matter <laughs> of, it's a matter of consistency you see the level of consistency that they put out just on simple cliched wrestling angles and to have something that actually needs physical, uh, tangible and visual follow through. Yeah. I don't put a lot of faith in them being able to pull that off, but you know, how about the belly buddies? You like that for a, Oh yeah. That let's print. It. And then and like their whole thing is they could take their, they could take their guts out like uh, Chunk from Goonies and do the truffle shuffle, and then all the fat neckbeards around the entire arena could do it in return, and like you'd have the whole crowd shaking their fat guts and man titties. Wouldn't that be a great visual? That's a that's a that's that's the worst wave I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> fat pride, right? Like you turn, if it's pride, all that shit to go turn it right around and fucking play into it. I mean, that doesn't show you great technical wrestling, but guess what? Great technical wrestling. Don't get over. <laughs> Entertainment character get over. So. Oh, shit. But, uh, you know, chipping away. So, hey, even for even if it's not for some stupid wrestling angle, I hope Buddy gets in fucking the shape that he's happiest in and maybe good enough to be on camera to have a match over there or two. But uh definitely a, a kind of a head scratcher of a career of like fuck this guy had all the ability could cut the promo interesting style different from everybody else's and was really a 10th grader amongst kindergartners at nxt you know uh he just needed that junior and senior year on the main roster to become a top guy and it never kind of came to fruition and that's the head scratching part because you got there and then you didn't do what you were supposed to i don't know weird of the why of that you know um get me man teddies it's mankind's cousin he's got big breasts oh. uh speaking of big breasts uh sable's name was apparently not allowed to be mentioned during a wwe hall of fame speech 
during the July 7th edition of SmackDown, Edge mentioned that he teamed up with Sable at the 1998 SummerSlam pay-per-view. There, this was a rare occasion where Sable's name was brought up on WWE programming. During a recent virtual autograph signing, WWE Hall of Famer Tori Wilson noted the following. He says, you're not even allowed to mention her name. I mentioned her name in my Hall of Fame speech, and right before the ceremony, they told me, oh, by the way, you're not allowed to mention her name. Uh, Wilson and Sable worked together in WWE and were on the cover of Playboy magazine. Sable, who's married to Brock Lesnar, has kept a low profile since 2004. Man, this is uh, strange of... You got Brock. She was the top woman for years. Is this don't mention her name because of an NDA? <laughs> don't mention her name just because of basic locker room heat on something. Uh, you know, uh, you've heard Cornette go in uh, X amount of times. Uh, and even Russo of the, the appeal of the blonde bitch project and things along those lines, man, that, that could have got over mega and people were like she's the worst wrestler ever she's not supposed to be a wrestler <laughs> she's eye candy valet that they put in there to test her and she mm -hmm. did as good as she could with the limited training she had being uh you know johnny b bad's fucking side piece watching most of the time so it's interesting though i mean edge got to drop the name but what they're saying here why you would not even be allowed to mention it which seems very mcmahon there's got to be some bigger kayfabe inciting incident that leads to thou who shall not be named in your hall of fame speech right and don't name mcmahon either he doesn't want you to say his fucking name either mm. well don't overthink it it's probably just brock saying keep my wife's name out your fucking <laughs> mouth um, yeah, you don't want him to walk up on stage. I it's pro it's probably it's probably literally written into his contract, whatever contract he signs. Don't mm. talk about my wife, you know. Yeah. Uh, for all we know, there could be minor heat on Edge just for saying it. Not that anything's going to happen because of it, but just like, oh, you shouldn't have said that. Um, you know, or maybe it didn't matter. You know, I don't know what terms. I don't know what terms uh, Edge and Brock are on that. You know, but it just seemed like an off the cuff thing. And most people, if they weren't paying attention, like they probably shouldn't be on a SmackDown segment. They probably didn't even think about it or hear it. Uh, so there you go. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think it's that. I just think it's Brock saying, don't talk about my wife. I know she was a big part of this thing, but not anymore. And, you know, shut the fuck up. I think that's all it is. And Vince McMahon probably agrees because if he doesn't agree, then Rock ain't going to be coming around to get his yeah. ass kicked by Cody Rhodes in 30 seconds and then fly back home, you know? So it's a great point. I just don't, I, I don't know the why of don't, you know, we don't need to reference her or make fun of her, I guess, but to like to erase her from history, almost in a Benoit kind of way of don't say shit. That's, that's strange to me. Like it, it, it well, might be nothing. It might be. What? For for the for the Hall of Fame thing might have been a case of like well if we bring up Sable's name at the Hall of Fame people are gonna be I don't even know if she's in the Hall of Fame but if she's you know if she's not then people could be bringing it up bringing it up and then that just brings her name back up and that's what Brock doesn't want he doesn't want attention he doesn't want any you know any sort of anybody to think about anything about his real life so anything that could incite like a, a let's get sable in the hall of fame you know parade or whatever just like he's probably just wants to keep all that from whatever he may not have even told i'm sure he had nothing to do with telling tory wilson anything about that i yeah. think that was just the edict being handed down as per the agreement that was made with brock that he doesn't need to remind everybody personally not to talk about his wife, but just everybody just knows that. I think that's my guess. I could be wrong. Um, but that's just my intuition on the whole thing.
Well, not uh, Tory Wilson, so I can't wait to see Brock versus Tory Wilson at SummerSlam. I think that's going to be Cody will get bummed. <laughs> Braun panties, Brock points. Uh, well, he's already dressing like Trish Stratus, so like, why not? Yeah, right, right. Uh, John Moxley, you might have heard of him. <clears throat> he comments on the frequent usage of blood in AEW mat- uh, matches. Uh, he says, well, this goes on. If he says anything other than, well, my forehead wound just keeps opening up, I'm sorry, then <laughs> I don't even know what there is to right. say. <laughs> he says, this is a combat sport. College wrestling is a combat sport. They have blood timeouts to patch it up. The lowest prelim bout of UFC or boxing card sometimes has a little blood on their eyebrow or blood coming out of their nose, but they're not selling a blood sport. It's not tune in for the blood, tune in for the gore. It's part of the aesthetic. It adds realism sometimes when I don't even want to, uh, want it to, but I only know one speed. Well, guess what? You should know multiple speeds. That's with my foot on the gas pedal. If we're going to do something, let's fucking do it. Uh, that can be detrimental when it comes to negative things like drugs or alcohol, but that's my mindset. If I'm going to do it, I'm doing it. <laughs> What's that, Crank? What do you got over there, Blow? Heroin? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, when it comes to My blood, demons. <laughs> yeah. It's dark clouds. Uh, it's <laughs> just going to happen sometimes. Like I said, it's a foot on the gas pedal. Some people say this is just a random match. Why is there blood? I heard that last week in Tomohiro Ishii. He's one of the greatest of all time. I'm not going to let that moment slip by. I'm going to foot to the fucking gas pedal. How can I not? Then I hear that I have a good match without blood. Okay, then you made my argument for me. Or I can't have a good match without blood. Okay, then you made my argument for me. I'll do it every time. Do what? Gig? You, you First you try and lay out that uh, UFC... Uh, is a, is has blood, but they don't build as a blood sport. Okay, I'm down with that argument. You know what else they don't do? Have the guys on UFC over in the corner cutting themselves on camera, fucking showing it all. They actually get hard weighed. So if that that's one thing that it, it, it yeah. might go for your argument, but you're not saying the fact that you're doing this shit for your own edification because then you go, I can't work because I only know one speed. You came through NXT and WWE, and you're the top guy at AEW, and you only know one speed, you're fucked. And guess what? And that one speed is super fast and vicious. What is everybody telling you? Slow the fuck down. Let things mean something. Don't do fucking, let me take three clothesline bump feed, and then I'll rock back on the second rope and do a knockout punch on you and also fall down. That one speed is ridiculous and makes no sense most of the time and looks like CZW dog shit work. But because it's in the main event or on the flagship TV show, that somehow qualifies it as, well, this guy made it to there with that type of style. This must be right when it's all trash over and over and over again. So to be like, foot's on the gas pedal, I'm fucking rocking this bitch all the way to the end. If you really are the big fan of this shit, like you claim to be and and that you love pro wrestling, then you wouldn't be a one trick pony who can only fucking get over by gigging and no selling everything. So this answer is very true, but also completely myopic (laughs) and not really even understanding what he's saying is almost making him look worse and not justifying uh, why he does what he does. There's a limited amount of understanding that like what essentially amounts to a shaved ape 
can have in relation to this business, the craft of it and what it's supposed to, you know, what it's supposed to be and how it's supposed to be done. He's got it in his mind what he needs to do and what he is in it, his place in it. And that's just never going to change. It's not like he's going to learn a lesson at this stage or at any of the previous stages. The light bulb was never going to go off for him. Mm. Um, when you start with, I'm a deathmatch guy, there's, there's, you, you, you do not sort of evolve from that. You know, most people devolve into it you know, in the same, you know, in the same kind of sad way of like, you know, in the movie, the wrestler, one of the things I was thinking when I, when I see that kind of a, that movie I was watching and when he's doing the stuff in the movie with the necro butcher, I'm just like, it feels like to me a little bit inauthentic in the sense that I would think an old, old time, you know, like one of the old veteran guys would just refuse to do any of that stuff. So the only way that it really makes sense in the telling of the story is like, this is all I can do now. I have to take every paycheck I can get. And these are things I would have never done. But now that I'm in this such destitute shape, I have to do this. Otherwise, I think, I think a lot of that is Terry Funk and Sabu mixed into that story, right? Well, yeah, yeah it's, it, it is because where else would they, would they think? Well, Sabu's another guy that kind of started at foot to the pedal and never right. really because because even even though he was even though he probably could have done more basic things that's not how we ever saw him you know in his career in the public so that if he ever was chain wrestling and doing that kind of stuff it was behind closed doors and we never saw it. we immediately saw him going through tables and you know barbed wire and all this other shit so so it's different and terry funk just you know i don't know what's wrong terry funk i, I can't explain <laughs> that one but you know you can't tell terry funk what to do so you know, those are like those outliers, but definitely inspirations for the wrestler. But my point is, you know, Where's this is don't tell me what to do. Thank you. Thank you. I've missed that. Uh, the point is, this is a guy who should have been mired in that stuff to this day and somehow made it way too far. He made it to the top of both major companies like and and, and had then, have people actually he goes to GCW and lets Effie choke him out while he fuck it, while he's jerk off while he's choking him out. Yeah, that's just one well, thing he did. <laughs> there are many other things he's done. And that's this is, you know, this is basically who he is. It's not a case of anything other than a backyard wrestler that took it way too far or was allowed to take it way too far. This should have mm. been snuffed out a long time ago. Um but what for whatever reason that that Joey Mercury, who we both uh, you know has an incredible mind, and all of those guys in the Shield, really, I, I've heard them all in individual interviews attribute their success and their raising of their mindsets in wrestling because of what Joey taught them when he was aging their stuff as the Shield, and they were green as grass, kinda. And I, I feel I could relate to that completely because there's tons of Joey Matthews fucking lessons that I take from OVW and still apply. Or I just hear that tell my students never miss a chance to shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, as simple as that or him teaching me how the proper way to do a flag shot and, you know, mm -hmm. plenty of other kayfabery. But, uh, you know, to see him work this style that is so stupid and basic and with only a couple 
tune it down, not turn, turn it up and put some space in between and take care of your production and direction. So they're not catching you gig and save the color for when it means something you should absolutely know though. Red equals green, as we say, but you don't, it's not going to equal green if you do it every week and it just lost all its weight. And especially if you're doing it in the opening segment of the show, that's the highest thing we could do in, in wrestling is, is get actual color and blood. But now we open with that and Hey, everybody follow that. That is a selfish hog of a performer. He doesn't understand how a show is put together and that you don't do that in the opener because you just fuck the rest of the show for anybody else to get over. That is straight being a hog in my opinion, bro. Yeah, forget everything else that we've already talked about. Just the idea of just, it doesn't matter. Take one thing, any one thing, and do it every single time. That's not, you know, like, that's not what we want. Everybody will get sick of something eventually, whether it's good, bad, you know, mediocre, whatever. Like, if you just keep doing the same thing, it's like, oh, here's this again. It, it should never get to the point where we're like, where something that should be incidental you know, like uh, like a, an errant blow or like a, a run into the post or something like that that could cause, you know, a wound to open. That should not be expected in every single encounter. And so that's why um, it, it his his rationale for it just doesn't make sense. But you know what it reminds me of? It, it's like, you remember the... Uh, you remember the the it was like the Saturday Night Live skit with Conan O'Brien where he played like the James the Gentleman Masher like the old time the old time boxer you know yeah. that would like they'd have they just have they just have the the hundred rounds of going like this back and forth <laughs> yeah. and then they said they they introduced African American athletes into the sport of boxing and they immediately just started punching him and punch. so like eventually it got to the point where you know after so many more bouts like the bell would ring and then blood just started pouring down his head like that reminds me of John Moxley it's it's to the point of mockery it's to the point of being a meme it's to the point of like that is the problem john that you don't understand like it's not about whether it it your uh, justification for it happening or you trying to you know explain it away it's just the fact of like it you it's the same thing over and over again you know uh-huh, like it's, we're supposed to be heels and we enter through the crowd to a fucking sing-along song yeah well. from the get-go you're, you're off course <laughs> but we got to get our spotlight in because that's who we are, you know. Yeah, yeah. lots of things. Uh, like you said, one thing it could be, uh, you know. Shout out Lagana. Show me one thing. Uh, <laughs> you were talking about backyard indie wrestlers, and Jim Cornette says Matt Hardy oh, is yeah. selling his soul by praising the elite, and Hardy responds. Um, Matt Hardy praised the Elite's match against Dark Order. He said, Dark Order versus the Elite was a fantastic match. I've seen that match at 2CW a couple times. It's nice to see Dark Order earn such a well-deserved spotlight. The Young Bucks and Adam Page are extraordinary talents that will unfortunately get their flowers way later than they should. Between this and the toxic cult of or cornet cult, these guys don't get enough adoration that they truly deserve. The diehard elite fans are phenomenal and get why they're special, but there's a huge chunk of fans that fail to give them the credit they deserve. Give these guys their flowers. I fucking hate that fucking stupid new phrase. Uh, geez, Matt, I and Cornette responds, geez, Matt, I could understand selling your soul for rock and roll, but selling it for Adderall? Oof. Uh, even if you have to abandon your principles and verbally fillet these childish cretins for your check, 
uh, leave my fans alone. It's not their fault. Tony's not paying them enough to lie. Uh, here was Matt's response to Cornette. He says, geez, Jim, haven't sold my soul. I'm sticking to my principles and telling truths. I feel morally obligated to do right by my friends, although that's probably foreign to you. Oof. Uh, I earn a check because I'm great at what I do and I'm still employable. Keep seeding dissension amongst fans with your shtick. It's too sweet. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, Matt Hardy, now there's a guy who, with whatever physical limitations, has reinvented himself X amount of times to show you that character is absolutely king, you know, and can get over 15 different ways, even if he's reshuffled in uh, stupid little groups or whatever the fuck it is. But um, the back and forth, I mean, Will the elite get their uh, shine post or whatever that no one says they're great now? Maybe. I mean, they're not larger than life characters, but they're also not playing to what makes them great, which is being uh, ribbing the business and making a mockery of the old school thing. Now the uh, outside anti-heroes are the office <laughs> and they tone their shit way down and there's not a lot of shine on them. So when you see the match, it doesn't mean as much if they were the young punks fucking with everybody, then maybe it would. So Matt Hardy's going to go to bat for his locker room and the bucks versus, uh, you know, the Hardy boys is big money anywhere on any fucking card. Um, but I, I think it's interesting when Cornette claps back and is like calling out, the drug issues of AEW of like everybody's doing Addies back there and putting each other over, giving each other circle jerk hand jobs without saying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, on that note, what the fuck is Matt Hardy talking about? Is 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 he talking about, wasn't that match on rampage? Like, wasn't there a match on the rampage yes, to start so. off rampage with the, it was like a six, a six man with the, so is it's Matt Hardy just, Matt... just, is he just trying to get people to watch rampage? Cause yeah, I can I understand think, no. that. Yeah. Hey, oh, you see. missed a, You missed a great match on rampage guys. Like, yeah. but he made that cardinal mistake of throwing Cornette's name in there where it didn't need to be. Cause Cornette is like a sleeping giant. He just, he doesn't really go after people. People bring stuff to his attention and then he'll comment on it. But so you when you throw his name, name out there, yeah, you know, you're going to be on the show, and, right? You know, and the reason that he, the reason that Matt probably did it was because the, there was already some back and forth between Cornette and Rebby like sometime last year. And you know, like the, the you know, Rebby's not going to take any shit either. So she's going to go <laughs> at whoever. So like they did their thing back and forth. And you know, the thing about Cornette is he makes so many apologies for Matt Hardy and the Hardy boys because he does like them. Like he, he talks about like, he'll still try to do look to If you ask me just personally, I think the Hardy boys have always been rotten. They've been rotten. Jim Cornette, if he didn't like the Hardy boys, he would have called them terrible for like the past 30 years, but he likes them. So he doesn't, he tries to defend them, but let's face it. Like you said at the top, they are backyard wrestlers that got way too fucking far in this business. And I'm not saying they didn't deserve to keep their spots or that they didn't earn them eventually or whatever, but that is literally what they were. And those kind of people you didn't use to get into the business. Those used to stay no. on the outside of the business because of gatekeepers like Jim Cornette that thought that they were an affront to the industry. And that's why they could only get so far. But now that guys like them have made it that far and made a career of falling off of things, 
then we can have these, uh, we can look at them as like legendary figures. And Jim Cornette, after all these years, because of his affinity for the Hardy Boys, still tries to defend them despite what they do, even until they become completely indefensible. And that and that's what he has to talk about. So if Matt would have just left that word Cornette out of his tweet, we wouldn't even be having this conversation now, but someone's going to let him know uh, and he's going to uh, he's going to comment because he wasn't uh, tagged. If you notice, they just right. he just said the name Cornette, which means that his fans, that toxic cult, they're going to come and be like, "Hey, Jim, see what Matt already said? They love that shit." Yep, yep, hundred percent. And uh, they keep putting the money back on them. And <laughs> until the next time, I guess DUI number eight. Maybe who knows? <laughs> you know what? Where we're going to go next? Uh, well, the week is young. Uh, but you're talking about jumping off of stuff. Uh, Logan Paul on WWE Money in the Bank tussle with Ricochet said he blew the fucking match for me. Uh, during a recent episode of Impulsive, uh, Logan Paul walked through his botched Spanish fly with Ricochet and Money in the Bank. He said, Ricochet and I were supposed to do what's called a Spanish fly off the top rope, Paul said. So one of our legs is on the rope, one of our legs is on the ladder, so we're supposed to hit it at the same time. When we hit that rope, it was before me, so he moved it, so I slipped all the way down to the bottom. Paul reminded everyone that... Uh, he doesn't know how to improvise in the ring just yet. And in the heat of the moment, Paul knew they had messed up, but Ricochet flipped them anyway. He said, our legs are all twisted like this. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker is still trying to send this shit. I'm not even ready. His feet aren't even planted off the second rope. He just hucks a backflip. And I'm like, all right. Uh, went crashing through the table, scraped my shoulder, hit my head on the thing. I'm fine. No concussions or anything. It's just a wild sport. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that could be the fucking oh it keeps going after the match WD filmed the segment where Paul and Ricochet brawled to the further set up their new feud and according to the internet sensation he scrapped with Ricochet uh, because of their botch he says I'm going to be honest he blew the fucking match for me that's why we got into it backstage I got into a little tussle with him I don't know I felt like he was a little unprofessional I like this where a botch gets worked into a work shoot you know, and guys actually would be super hot if that's your high spot on the show and it goes to shit and you're not a WWE talent who knows how to shut the fuck up and kayfabe and just say thank you and you're going to show boo-boo face backstage or get into it with them. Now, they could be working this whole thing and it's just a botch and they're fine with it and everybody walked away without a broken neck, which is always a good day when you're doing Spanish flies off a fucking top rope through a table on the outside. But um, I like that this kind of blurs the lines and maybe we should do a botch on a high spot and then have the guys fall out because it fucked up the performance, even though we're breaking kayfabe saying, oh, the wrestling spot and da 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 but it actually leads to, I mean, wrestling so exposed anyway. What's it really matter to break that is what I'm saying, Vet. So that this makes their feud, if they're actually going to go to it, seem like it's a bit more these motherfuckers hate each other, even if they don't, and we don't ever find that out. Yeah, but th- here's why that doesn't work. Because okay. what do you? what's the payoff? Fake wrestling match. Sure. So 
don't do it. You keep, we, you have to keep, even, even in the exposed state that the business is, we have to or keep not the, fake. You got this guy, this, this whole thing is boxing, right? Maybe Ricochet has to box him because we're fucking fake wrestling. I'm going to fight your ass for real. And we, when we get that, would you, would you be on that road or no, that? No, the same thing we said last week when we were talking about that you can't do a work, you can't do a shoot fight with Ronda and Shayna because that that exposes everything else on the card. How are you going to sit mm-hmm. through a, a a fake real fake sandwich? You know, sure, it's sure. just it doesn't it it doesn't work, and it, it it's it's a bad idea. It's why the brawl for all was a bad idea. Um, so I think that uh, it's interesting because he's he is blurring the lines here because the the scuffle that he's talking about was a fucking worked thing that they shot for the website and right. they showed it. You know, we saw it like we saw their little fake wrestling brawl and but he's he's talking about real things here and putting real heat on ricochet so either this happened the way he said it happened and ricochet's an asshole or he's making ricochet sound like an asshole and ricochet's not an asshole and now he has to deal with people thinking he's unsafe and why would you want to put that on him if it wasn't true so this whole thing is kind of bizarre just the way he's he's laying it out there but like regardless if anybody you know if anybody that listens to his podcast um they you know he's probably trying to just get them to watch uh he's probably trying to get them to watch whatever he does on wwe and in doing so he's trying not to insult their intelligence and he's just trying to keep it like as a shoot i guess is 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 the thing i don't think he really thinks that wwe fans are going to come and listen to his show nor does he need them to so i think i think it's the other way around but it's still weird because you know, if I'm Ricochet, even if I, if I made, first of all, if I'm Ricochet and we did something and I made a mistake and I could have hurt you, I'm going to feel bad, yeah. you know, like, I, I and, and then if he, if he calls me out for it, for something that I'm already sorry for, I'm going to be like, oh man. Mm-hmm. And now I got to work with this guy. And even <sighs> if I'm not like, like me personally, I can it's only what use they, It's what they did with Braun and him, <laughs> right? They fucking yeah. put them together right okay. away. So, so, um, so, but for me personally, I can only speak for me in this situation, but like, I would not want to have to deal with anybody thinking that, you know, I didn't want to work with them or I had done something to them in the ring on purpose. I would never take liberties with anybody. If I, if I made a mistake, I would say I made a mistake and I would hope they believe me. Um, but you know, so if Ricochet is that kind of guy, if he's anything like that, then this really sucks. Because now everybody in the industry, they don't need to listen to his show. All they need to do is read this clip that you're reading. And now they're gonna be like, "Oh, I didn't know Ricochet sucked. <laughs> I didn't know Ricochet yeah, was an think, asshole. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get in that ring with him." You know, I think Ricochet had to call the audible there and save them, protect them where they weren't maybe set how they wanted to. He protected him pretty good on the Spanish fly. The table doesn't give a fuck about you. The table wants to kill you. So- yeah, but 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 what he said what logan paul said was right because when i saw that spot in the match i was like oh dude don't go yet you weren't he he wasn't ready and 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 that that's a mistake that i wouldn't expect somebody as experienced as ricochet to make i would have thought he would have like just take the extra couple seconds even if it looks phony but just make sure it's safe that's the most important thing but they went and i could see they weren't ready when they went no. and i was just like oh my god How and then ready to do a spanish fly well, off the ropes with split leg but, on but you can side. but you but you can be more ready than that i mean yeah. That that's the thing because they couldn't get the full rotation. That was the dangerous part, and they had like two tables laid out. I think they only broke one of them. It it, yeah. it sucked, but um, 
but yeah so so that was surprising so you know uh logan paul's actually calling it like i saw it there um and i I just chalked it up to like you know in the moment just nervous or maybe just a slip or something and ricochet panicked or whatever or logan paul panicked or they both panicked or whatever how many times are you in that situation we don't drill that so i don't know but uh, uh yeah I, I, it's it's weird though that he's he's ta- he's talking in the same breath about something actually that happened like yeah we were setting up this fake spot that's fake and everything and we got into a tussle backstage about it like what are you doing are you selling are you working or are you not yeah. like yep. you know pick one no that's great points on all that stuff that was uh that could have even if you scraped your face bumped your head that could have gone way way worse for sure uh why bully ray says aew is not playing to keith lee's strengths shout out to all the bearcats out there uh from my self-help groups uh having a good time on wednesdays and uh so let's see here uh the drop off in my opinion with keith lee has been substantial bully ray said on busted open keith lee now needs an apollo creed I believe that the right guy to get in Keith Lee's face and start reminding him and who he was for a brief period of time and what his potential really is, is Mark Henry. Uh, I don't disagree with that. Obviously, if we're talking about guys, big black guys built like a Sherman fucking tank, Mark Henry uh, is the guy to give him advice, no doubt, and say, uh, this is where you need to go. And Bearcat got rid of the wizard robe and shaved his gray beard and got some just for men and, and brushed that in his hair. And now he looks 15 years younger than he did a month ago. Uh, black don't crack. And, you know, even if he's carrying some extra weight, he still looks like a badass. Like you don't want to get pounced by that big, uh, you know, bear coming at you pretty much. Tamalia, Bearcat, if you will. Um And the other thing is they haven't really, I think this is a good thing, even though I'd like to see him take acting lessons to switch his style or lean into it. They're not giving him the mic to do the William Shatner promo. I am Keith Lee and I am here to hit my NXT catchphrase like that. They're not doing that. I think that's smart. Uh, but I'd like to see him work on his delivery so he can get the mic back because he is confident, but it's sometimes when, you're expecting a big man just to hit the line. He then goes into some weird diatribe that lets a lot of the air out of the scene. So, um, but Mark Henry as the mentor to be like, look, motherfucker, you need to get your shit together. You only got so much time in this biz. You're a big man. You've already had health problems. You've bounced back. Are you going to fuck a brass ring? Are you going to tear this arena down? Are, they, are you going to leave your name, Keith Lee, that they echoes forever like uh, John Studd or Andre the Giant or uh, King Kong Bundy? Because that's what you are and what you should be. And it seems to me right now you're more worried about Twitter games and going out there and, and looking cute for Orange Cassidy when you should be leaving these guys on the fucking mat like a stain. Like somebody needs to sharpen him up that way, right? Yep, and immediately after they give him that speech, they could say, well, looks like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main <laughs> event. Um, yeah, no, well, that would be a good, Mark Henry would be a good person to do it. Uh, you know who else uh, is a good person to do it? I don't know when this Bully Ray thing, I don't know what episode this came out, but um, I think that the person they thought would be the person to do it was Darby Allen because if <laughs> yeah, you saw that, that tag team match... 
that was uh, so stupid. He went back up. He went back to him in the back and was like, you know, he said the basically the same speech that you did in so many words, and then the and then he slaps. Yeah, he slaps him, and then and then um, and then Keith Lee's like, ballsy, stupid, but ballsy, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, and then and then they go out and have the match, and he beals him across the universe, and it was like it was like. I like it in the sense for exactly why you think it's ridiculous because you look at, you look at a Darby Allen and you're like, who the hell are you to tell somebody about, you know, like being a monster, but that at the same time, it also makes sense. If Darby Allen does things that are borderline suicidal, that's exactly what you would right. do. So it fits his character to do it. He's also about- a baby face. So it's like, you could see him wanting to be like, man, I'd rather have this guy on my side, but I don't want this version of this guy on my side. I want the Keith Lee I expect to be on my side. So it works It works in a lot of factors. Even Keith Lee's like speech patterns and stuff. I mean, he can always tone up the, the cadence and every tighten up the cadence on it, but I don't mind the Fraser Crane stuff because one, it's not what you expect, but that's just who he is. If you hear him talk for any length of time, he just talks like that. So, I mean, it's better to be who you are than try to be something you're not. But that also means that when you do have to punctuate something with anger, then it's a lot more meaningful and impactful. You can tell what mm-hmm. things are really supposed to matter because you put that exclamation point on it. I've seen it when Keith Lee raises his voice in a promo. It's pretty effective. And the reason it's so effective is because because anybody can do a yelling wrestling promo, but if you spend most of your time talking calmly and rationally like this, then when you start yelling, you know shit's on. So right. it can work for him in that sense. Uh, but... What do you Regardless. think if Mark Henry and him came up with, uh, it, was, it doesn't have to be complete nation of domination, but the Keith Lee uh, kill 150-pound white boy challenge every week, and he just comes out and kills every shindy guy on the fucking roster who's five foot eight, uh, less than 160 pounds. He just leaves them the, the, the nah, 30 seconds in, yeah? No, nah, you know, Rodney Mack did that for a while. That was cool. Mm-hmm. But but um but no, I think Keith there's a lot of big slabs of beef in AEW that aren't really getting used. They're buried on Ring of Honor or you know, any <laughs> even even My other students places. Said on- they had Hobbs they had Hobbs go over with the help from it or went under and they cheated and it still didn't go over a QT and or no, he needed QT to help him go over. Hobbs hit him with something. And then that was a falsy QT jumped up, punched somebody, hit the guy with the same move and Hobbs goes over. So Hobbs, the massive powerhouse by himself, nothing. One punch from QT plus Hobbs. Now nobody can. Don't, don't think, don't think that's a mistake either. Don't think that's (laughs) not entirely planned. And, and we, we know who's trying to get over there, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of slabs of beef in AEW and ring of honor that, that Keith, I'd rather see, Keith Lee do the slab of beef challenge and throw some of these huge dudes around. If you really want to reestablish who he's supposed to be. The only problem is don't even bother doing any of that stuff. If you're not going to make him a legitimate AEW title contender, which it doesn't mm-hmm. look like they have anybody that size legitimately trying to contend for the AEW title. Right. No, uh, there's plenty of things with less is more for him instead of trying to have him do fucking multi-man high spots. They did work his size the last couple of weeks. I thought better than than they have with other dudes. But if you're going to do it with him, then why aren't you doing it with Brian Cage? Why aren't you doing it with Hobbs? Why aren't you doing it with Wardlow? Why aren't we building a super heavyweight division and we have these little guys who couldn't fucking fight their way out of a wet paper bag? And meanwhile, we got these fucking hosses over here that are the real wrestling. It's It's a big mistake. 
Sergeant Slaughter speaks, you maggots, speaks his mind on the Lacey Evans selling sex on WWE TV. As previously noted, Sergeant Slaughter's daughter called out Lacey Evans over her new drill instructor ring attire during appearance on Sports Skeet 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 as Wrestle Binge. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter addressed the matter. He says, I kind of just dropped it. I know we put clips out. Kaz has been uh, been on that, and we might have beat that horse to death. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a Ben Hameen Slaughter match, guys. So you can you can let that one go. Uh, I just kind of dropped it. I didn't watch it uh, any further. My got my daughter kind of got a little upset now that she's coming out with the campaign cover uh, uh, on, and she's got a big cobra on the front of it, and she's got her outfit, and she's showing off a lot of cleavage. Uh, to me, that's selling sex. That's not selling that you're a tough son of a bitch from the Marine Corps. She should have a T-shirt on and have the combat boots on and have those fatigues on. If you want to emulate Sergeant Slaughter and you're from the Marine Corps and you're a drill instructor, act like one. Be be one. Uh slaughter's spot on right here yeah. um yeah. however in the new woke army you can probably get to the front lines quicker by wearing six inch stiletto heels and uh claiming a different gender so uh they're they're actually going between this i'm the slutty country girl or i'm in the hotel room she's taking ig pics in fucking lingerie tape trader masturbator material super sexy and if that's the way she wants to go, then fine. But you're not going to have it the other way of I'm G.I. Jane. Because for me to believe that, now she's got to shave her head and do exactly what Slaughter says. You can't show her in a pit fight fucking uh, at Quantico and then all of a sudden where she's kicking the shit out of men in, in a UFC makeshift cage. But then we're out here saying, look at these big titties. Uh, you know, like it, it just don't work that way. So Slaughter's been on and, and absolutely the writing staff, another major botch by not even having him come in to give her the rub and fucking get it all set in motion. You were just going to create controversy. And now because of that, they're going to shelve the, the, the push once again. So we will now have failed Marine Corps. And, and that's the other thing. We, we re-debuted her during Memorial Day, and she's getting booed as a fucking Marine that same week. Everyone's a dumb motherfucker in how to get things uh, set off. And then, oh, you booed me? I better go to Instagram and in my hotel room and show you my uh, my moose knuckle real quick. Okay. Good Damn. luck getting over. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even begin to tell you why we're sitting here today talking about the Lacey Evans that we're talking about. I don't know anything really about her personal life other than what she's said, you know, like what they've said as commentators. Well, apparently or she was abused, videos. lived yeah. in a car. Yeah, all that stuff. Car. I don't know if that's true. Whatever. We, we yeah, don't know. We don't even know. The only thing that could happen now, she comes out and is, is found out as a complete liar. Like yeah. uh, that, that she's a pathological liar. Don't believe anything she says. Yeah. But, but even besides that, like just the, the sort of like the tweaking that she's had to her, to their, her character. That was like, Oh, you're a baby phase one week. You're a heel this week. Oh, this didn't work. So we're doing this. We never gave anything a chance, whatever, like all this stop and start getting pregnant in the middle of something. Uh, you know, just like all these crazy things that have happened around this person. And I really don't have like a handle on what the person is. All I can tell you is that, look, she showed up at NXT doing that Rosie the Riveter gimmick. And that was enough. 
that's all it ever should have been to this day. She should have been on her run of like year five or six or however long it's because it's been of she's, she's creeping up that ladder of people that have had a longer run than Steve Austin. And she's, uh, and, but she had that gimmick. She, so, so she had the look, she had the gimmick, she had the song, she had the move that had a corny name, but it was funny. The woman's right. And that's all you need and we should be on we should you know we should be on year five of a run with just that before we ever tweaked anything yep. we shouldn't be doing this whole like you said the reinvention with the marine boot camp thing and then you get in your you get in the ring for your re 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 debut and your fucking boot falls apart uh in the match <laughs> like uh get your money back on those and then Oof. try stagecoach or shout out uh, steve the shoe man yeah <laughs> i've never yeah, had uh, my souls fall off from steve the damn Shoeman. right damn right especially not on fox, yeah, <laughs> fox he, he did, he did. i'm not trying to throw him under the bus because the guy's been awesome to me but he, he did make all her boots and that's how it went so uh, he was that was a tough day for steve but I, you're spot on with that vet the other part for me obviously doing what i do in the ring Right now, we're in a goddamn Cold War, uh, a hot war, really, as we fund Ukraine to attack Russia and vice versa, back and forth. We lived through the first one of these with Sergeant Slaughter, Iran, and fucking uh, Russia, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik, and we're not doing that again. We don't want to bring up Master Slamovich. We don't want to bring a, a CJ back and, and Miro or whatever the fuck, right, to to play into the Cold War shit that actually Man. took your company to the highest level it, it could have been at during that time. Uh, we're doing none of that when we could be doing all of it. Nah, we don't need to do that. We just yeah. need to get her out there and have her be a sassy Southern Belle. And just get that pepper it. belly a goddamn flip flop and have her hit somebody in the tits with it. That's what I want to see, Ducey. That's right. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we'll have to sign off uh, with a little bit less uh, worry about being sued today uh, because longtime WWE attorney Jerry McDevitt is transitioning towards retirement, not transitioning. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, to, but in January 2022, MLW filed an antitrust suit against WWE, claimed that ongoing attempts to undermine competition and monopolize the professional wrestling market by interfering with MLW's contracts and business prospects. Uh, longtime attorney Jerry McDevitt was involved with the case, but it's being replaced. Um, he says, we have worked with Paul Weiss on many matters. And they're an excellent firm who will be helping to get up to speed. It's been a great 36-year run with the company and Vince McMahon, and I'm very proud that we of all we accomplished during that time, and I will continue to help them any way I can. Uh, during a, a episode of Observer, Meltzer discussed, he said, he's been slowing down for about a year or two, but there's more to the story because, obviously, WWE thought the MLW case was going away, and Jerry McDevitt wrote arguments to get the case dismissed, and they were all rejected, so the case is going forward. The law firm K&L Gates, which uh, has been representing WWE in the case, the entire law firm is out of the case, and they've hired a new law firm, a very power, high-powered law firm to take the case, the same law firm they're using for their merger talks. So there's more, more than meets the eye, uh, asked Cody's neck. Uh, you don't replace an entire firm unless there's something going on, and obviously Vince McMahon was not happy with that aspect of the case not going away. So seems like uh, future endeavors slash and burn for the law firm who, <laughs> what are they? They got a better fucking win streak than The Undertaker does. <laughs> they seem mm -hmm. like they fucking mm -hmm. crushed everybody for 36 years that stepped mm -hmm. up against them. 
and now MLW slips through the cracks. I think one of the new law firms, like they said, is the one that's working on the merger. Um, so you're probably going up against about 26 fucking corporate lawyers there um, from Israel. But MLW uh, staying a fly in the ointment here. I wonder uh, if they'll take a payoff or they'll take it all the way and set a precedent. Uh, my guess would be payoff. Yeah, they could take a payoff, but the payoff won't help them in the long run. I mean, the problem is um, Core Bauer worked at the WWE, so he knows everything that goes on there, and sure. he wouldn't have tried to bring a case this far if he didn't know that the shit that he was saying was true. And if you've read the stuff that they've alleged or whatever, and you have any time around the wrestling business, even, even half of it's true, then they got a good shot at winning. The only thing that would that would dampen that shot is what you just said, Ben, that this guy's got a undertaker like streak. And, um, that's he's without Jerry McDevitt. Uh, how many times would the WWF have been folded before it even got to the attitude yeah. era, let alone, yeah. let alone through it. So he must be one motherfucker of an attorney. Uh, and no one ever doubted that. However, um, you know, when you say transitioning into retirement and then I realize, oh, wait a minute, the sale isn't finalized. Well, as soon as that sale is finalized, we've got our own people. Uh, we are of no interest in retaining your firm at this time is exactly what's going. And once Jerry McDevitt is not tied to Vince McMahon, because what, do you think he's just working other fun cases on the side? Being Vince McMahon's attorney is a full-time fucking job if, you, you know, if you've been following along with us. So, um, yeah, as soon as Vince McMahon is done, then Jerry McDevitt's probably done is what I would guess. How'd you like to be the new lawyer who has to learn about where all the bodies are buried so you well, can kayfabe and keep that whack-a-mole down? That's exactly what I was thinking because uh, I'm thinking, um, you know, just like Jerry McDevitt is no longer needed, perhaps at some point in the future, once this deal is done, Vince McMahon is no longer needed or anything to do with him and all the problems and headaches that he causes in addition to the heavy salary that he commands and other things. Like, I think it's just a matter of time before yeah. anybody that the, the, the most the people that had the most to do with the old guard just get phased out and then How about enter this, a though? new era Even before they get they, the the final phasing out or whatever what if jerry mcdevitt and this is all hypothetical uh fantasy for me it could be master shoot theater or a conspiracy uh, uh, what if uh yeah what if jerry mcdevitt has tapes from like decades where he's been secretly recording attorney client privileges Vince McMahon and like that's like that's how you'd have to kind of keep track of everything that was going on not to say he would do it for shady but what might actually be be there a for either blackmail or b smarten up the next satan's attorney to fucking here just listen to all this shit so you're up to speed on yeah. that would be like a alleged rapes all the alleged fucking leaving people uh in the middle east uh, all the ndas uh linda's uh uh you know boy toys whatever the fuck in there right remember that remember that remember that scene at the end of raiders of the lost ark when uh they wheel the ark into that warehouse of like yeah, that's that's what that's where you need yeah. to store all those tapes yeah yeah oh you're spot on there man uh but you gotta believe uh there there had to be come a point where it's like i 
I better get some ammo so I don't go down too, so I can save myself. And any attorney uh, worth his salt playing at that level's probably got some big guns to fire if he ever needed to, or to go. You know what? I'll shut up. I just need twenty five million on the way out. I want to get a new boat. <laughs> yeah. Sure, pal. That's yours. Take yeah, my boat. So. <laughs> Oh, uh, but I'm here with the boat, uh, the best of all time of HMG, uh, the vet man. Thank you so much, buddy, for being here on the Monday locker room, doing a great job as always uh, on all shows. I couldn't here, leave you high and dry in your time of need or... and vulnerability. <laughs> uh, then maybe they sent you in here just to get more information. Did. And uh, as well as let's go, Brandon, on the impact attack. Big things going on over there uh, with uh, our own OVW brothers uh, facing off uh, Santino Morella. And I like the Fandango stuff that's going on now, or Curtis, whatever you want to call him. Uh, so very cool uh, stuff going on in impact. Make sure you guys are tuning in for the all moose hour with uh, let's go, Brandon, and the vet there exclusively at channelattitude.com. I know I've been working on. Uh, the new back end, uh, work on my back end, Deuce, uh, yeah. of Channel Attitude. Get, get McDevitt back in there. <laughs> I'm not sure when the entire <laughs> when when it's going when it's going to cross over or not. But uh, I'm uploading to both spots, so hopefully there won't be any interruption. But uh, you guys may have to re- refresh your RSS feed or maybe reset a password. Jeff wanted me to let you guys know that of Channel Attitude subscribers. So never a better time. I think we're actually going to have uh, some free months coming up here to get uh, new subs. So we'll appreciate all the help that once we, we get a full launch and make sure everything is where it needs to be, uh, that we'll rely on you guys to spread with word of mouth. And uh, like everything else, whether it's patreon.com slash Media Group or the best cannabis seeds on the market at horseshoegenetics.com. Uh, constant hustle, constant cannabis, and uh, plenty more, the, you know, trial by fire coming up here as we uh, get ready to uh, get some revenge on these conspirators. But I'm not sure exactly how far I'm going to take it, uh, maybe all the way. I think you have little recourse but to take it all the way. And um, <laughs> that's uh, I look forward to seeing the aftermath of that. And you know where to find me if I can be of any assistance. Of course, you all know where to find me at Opinion Haver on all your favorite social media platforms, except for all these new ones that are popping up. Although I'm thinking about just yeah. signing up for them just to steal the handle and then never use them. Yeah, but, park on it. Right. Sure. Yeah. Other than that, and then, uh, like Ben said, the Impact Attack is live tonight, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Last week, we had Piers Austin come on with us, indeed, nice. and he did tell us all about his time as the ring announcer for Impact Down Under, day two. So check that out on channelattitude.com if you missed it. Piers Austin is great, as always. And, of course, you can find uh, Big Ray and myself every Wednesday on the Next Level Wrestling Review, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, live and uh inspired by stevie richards and his new patreon or just because it was on the spur of the moment and ray put me on the spot uh we actually looked at a, a moment and broke down a, a a clip where uh some guy got suplexed almost onto his head outside the ring so we we did a little bit of the we we did a little bit of uh of uh, advertising for stevie richards on that one and what you can expect yeah. from him in a much more uh concise and uh, clean and technological fashion from him so if you guys are interested yeah. in match breakdowns and those things check that out stevie richards uh search it on patreon and he'll pop up 
And he's also got a new YouTube channel, I believe, too. Because uh, he sure. was a little worried about showing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the breakdown if they're going to strike his channel. So make sure you uh, check out all Stevie's YouTube and Patreon channels for the the new breakdown masterclass education seems really, to be with, good with seems to be good board. so far we've got the videos for breaking down zoe stark z360 we've got the the cm punk go to sleep uh from the debut yeah. collision you know a couple other things as a sample uh to sort of wet your whistle for the for the full deal which is a great deal uh it's a steal at twice the price uh but uh check it out over there that's what i would suggest absolutely man all the wrestling content you can handle from the pros where the pros are the pros absolutely no mark sheep bullshit uh here just the real breakdown and uh the conspiracy and the saga continues hameen the vet the monday locker room channelattitude.com and if any of you refute that i dare you to come out here and do something about it. Kiss me, Kayla. You will kiss me.